Don't let stuff keep you from living your best life. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today we're talking about organization tips to de-stress your life. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Full exhale. (laughs) Exactly. Let's all do that, (laughs) like a big cleansing breath before we get going. The thing that I love about being organized, and I am very organized, is not only the peace that it gives you, i.e. the de-stress, but also the time that you don't lose looking for things. It's an amazing the amount of time that people spend looking for stuff. Well, you know what else I would add to that is you end up buying too much of something mm. because you, where's my tape? I can't find it. And then I can't tell you, I bought some tape because I couldn't find it. And then when I organized my house months later, I found five tape dispensers. Oh, so, that I didn't even know I had because they were all over the house. Yes, absolutely true. And and that's from a person who is very organized. Everybody. Don't let those five rolls of tape <laughs> confuse you. Anita is very organized, but it can happen to even the best of us, the best organizers. And clutter and disorganization will really negatively impact your mental health, particularly among women. It can even induce a physiological response, including increased levels of cortisol. And everybody knows that's the stress hormone. So why Mm -hmm. do you want to do that to yourself for? These are reputable studies. One out of Princeton showed that a disorganized home results in hard time focusing. Failure to focus leads to then frustration. And then frustration leads to stress. So we are going to de-stress your life today, give you some really great practical tips, and also commiserate with you because this is ongoing. You can't just organize one day and then say, okay, my life is just going to stay like this. My house is going to stay like this. It isn't because life goes on and other people probably are living in the space with you and they may not be on this organization program like you are. You know, I used to think that there were people who liked organization and those that didn't. And I thought those that didn't kind of, it was kind of a mean thing to kind of force them into being organized because they enjoyed their clutter and, and kind of not knowing where everything was in their house. I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought certain pe- personality types actually enjoyed that, whereas I can't function the unless everything's The quest for the keys. <laughs> well, I, but whereas I'm right, but I'm very organized and I need that. But at right. some point I began to realize that, that everyone wants their home organized. And the people who have homes that are not organized, they don't really enjoy that. I mean, it took me a while to realize that. So this is really something, and I don't want you to think if your house isn't organized, that that's not you. That is so not true. And I'll talk about that a little later on. But if your home's not organized, that is not a part of who you are. It just needs, just means you may need a little help getting started. Yes, yes. And, And we're here to help. Onto the time thing that I mentioned. Studies have been done over time and on focus groups. So people lose something, they misplace it, they're not sure where it is because they're disorganized. So they spend between one and 10 minutes looking for that item, whether it's the keys or the tape or what have you. And over the course of a lifetime, now you guys can do the math at home if you want, but this study said it's up to six and a half months over the course of a lifetime looking for things. 
2.5 days a year looking for misplaced items. <laughs> that just seems so sad. $2.7 billion annually replacing misplaced items, i.e. Mm-hmm. the tape. Misplaced items and then having to look for them is a productivity buster, right? So if you want to get a lot of things done in your day, you've got a long to-do list. The last thing you want to be doing is looking for <laughs> the list or your pen it, it or is, something. It is so stressful looking for things. And I think of my family as not being so interested in everything being as organized as I like it. And I had a big pile of stuff that I was uh, selling to a lovely friend of mine who has a booth at Round Top. And it was getting to be a pretty big pile. And I had put it in the garage apartment because I don't want to look at it. Well, other family members are over there. And uh, the pile had gotten pretty big. And when I finally got it out the door uh, to my friend, uh, everyone just saw had a sigh of relief and saying, man, I didn't realize how that was stressing me until it's gone now. So it really does cause stress just looking at the disorder in the room. Yeah. And they live with you and you're orderly and you don't normally have things like that. So that was kind of blowing their minds that they had to look at this pile that was ever growing until it was gone because normally you don't have stuff like that going on. So it's I don't want to disc Kevin or Evie, but it's easy to be a little less organized when you live with someone like you because you're running the show there and you're organized. And, and do you think I'm right in that? Uh, oh, yeah, because I organize the whole house. And then at some right. point it's like, OK, well, and, you know, I set limits like, OK, this thing that you haven't used in a year, you have six months to use it because there are certain things in the house like the piano that. Certain people insisted that we keep when we inherited it. And I said, look, somebody's got to be using this thing and I'll give you all a year. So I want to see some, I want to hear some music, people. Yeah. And I think it was used once and I'm like, come on, guys, let's be reasonable. You're not (laughs) using it. So I, so yeah, it is nice if you have somebody there helping you along. And I did want to tell the story, story, it's not really a story, but anyway, of, of Evie, because when she was in high school, she, her room was a terrible mess. There was stuff all over the floor. The closet was jam-packed. And I just closed her door walking by. It just stressed me out even looking in there. We were all afraid to go in there. We got yelled at if we opened the door. <laughs> and it was just kind of a, a major stress area. So one day I said, come on, how about if I help you organize it? She seemed interested. And, uh, but at some point, I, it, but part of me was thinking, this may be a part of who she is. I may need to accept that she's just going to be a messy person and that that's just, you know, I mean, some people, that's just not their thing. And so I was kind of bracing myself for saying, you know, this may be a part of, you know, of who she is. And so we kind of pulled everything out, organized things. Well, I finally realized the reason everything was on the floor was because there was no place to put it in the closet. There was no room in there. And so she didn't know where to start. And then, you know, it's kind of a snowball. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more and more stressful. When we pulled everything out, she got rid of a bunch of stuff. Uh, Then we started making a place for everything. And we organized so all the underwear went in one drawer, the pants went in another drawer, the short sleeve shirts went somewhere, the long sleeves. But I just want to tell you, once I helped her organize it and there was a place for everything, it stayed that way. Mm. She's had her own apartment now for two years, a year and a half, I guess, and it stays organized. 
So I, the, the moral of the story is it is not a part of who she is. She mm-hmm. was just kind of stuck. And once she got it organized, she loved the way it looked. So I don't want to hear anyone say that they can't do this or it's not a part of who they are. And and trust me, if, if you've if you've got some mess and if you've got some messy rooms, once you clean them up, you're going to be so much happier. Yes. And so she was positively reacting to the organization and it must make her feel better. And so she wants to keep it going. And you were there to help her out and make a plan and find places that everything could go into and then made it easier for her to carry that forward. I think that's fantastic. The most telling conversation was after she moved out and I found some of her stuff and said, oh, here, here's some of your things I found. And she said, I don't want that stuff messing up my apartment. <laughs> so I said, well, I don't want it messing up my house. So yes. what are we going to do about it? That's <laughs> so. a conundrum. That is such a great story. And everybody should take that message with them. If you're feeling like, oh, I just can't do this. We've got tips. We've got help. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling like, hey, I'm just a disorganized person, that's the way I am. Do you really want to be that way? Because what did we talk about in the beginning? Studies show it makes you more stressed out. It makes you frustrated. It makes you unable to get the work at hand done. And it wastes your time. So you don't want to be doing that. And you don't have to be so strict about it. But everybody can probably tighten their ship up a bit. And we've got some great tips today. Anita mentioned a place for everything in Evie's closet. That's my lead-off tip. Have a place for everything. If you don't know where you're going to put it, then it's hard to organize, obviously. And when there is a place for something and you're taking that thing from wherever it is to put it away, don't stop midway. Don't put it on the table in the dining room. Don't put it on the stair. Keep going till you get to the place. So, you know, you fold the laundry. Don't set it down somewhere and say, I'll get to it later because that just becomes a pile and later may never come. So find a place for everything. And when you find the place, when you're putting something away, keep going till you get to the location where that thing goes. Yes, you don't need the the piles. We call them fire ant piles because... What do you call them? What are they called? Fire ant piles? Do you have fire Fire ants? Do you have fire (laughs) ants in California? Uh, No, I don't think so, but I've heard of them. You don't want them to get those on you. They bite you and they leave these... It really hurts. And Mm. they'll have maybe a mound and you might treat it and that mound isn't there, but it usually just pops up somewhere else because unless you kill the queen, they just move. And so... That's what I call them fire ant piles, because I'll say at some point, that's it. This is a mess. You're not allowed to stack stuff here anymore. I notice a pile starting. There's a fire ant mound that starts somewhere else <laughs> in the house. And you're like, not there either. No. Uh, but anyway, so I think my first tip is you've got to do the decluttering first. I know we talk a lot about decluttering, but it's because it's so important. Uh, mm. You can't, if your closet is overstuffed, it's kind of like that Titanic, you know, don't be wasting your time shifting deck chairs around on that Titanic. Uh, you know, you got to plug the hole first. So you got to get rid of <laughs> the extra stuff first. Uh, you know, just shifting it around is not going to really do you much good unless you get rid of stuff because it's very hard to work with an over uh, stuffed closet or, or drawer. So, you know, when you're getting rid of things, think about, do you need it? Do you use it? Have you used it in the last year? Do you love it? Do you have room to store it? And 
when we're talking about getting rid of things, think about, are you being held hostage by something? And yes, that is what I call it. And we deal with design clients all the time that have something that they've inherited or have something that they spent a lot of money on. And they say, this thing has to stay. And when we start asking questions, often it's because they're being held hostage by that item because they inherited it or it was a gift or they spent a lot of money on it. But you know what? You don't have an obligation to keep something that you don't like. So try to cut those emotional ties by stuff that's holding you hostage and move it on out the door. The hostage situation comes up a lot in our design consults, doesn't it, Anita? There's, I would Mm -hmm. say, seven out of 10 consults. There's something in the home and the person says, we can't get rid of that. Or my grandmother gave me that. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be held hostage. I mean, if you want it, that's one thing. But if you don't, then think about uh, if it would be so horrible to get rid of it. Yes. And touching on the decluttering, and touching is a funny word to use to start off, because what I'm going to say to you is, if you're really having a hard time getting rid of something that you really in your heart of hearts don't want, don't even touch it. Have someone else help you. Now, this might sound a little like out there, right? But lots of people have friends that come over or I have clients that I go to and I help them organize. Sometimes we have to organize and purge before you even get to the design part. Have someone help you if you're really struggling with something because there is this, I don't know if you'd call it a phenomenon or a very um, human uh, tendency is that when you pick something up, the sentimentality kind of runs through the item into you and you're less likely to get rid of it. So, I mean, picture in your mind if there was something that you really didn't want, but then you're like, "Mm, I'm holding it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, maybe like my mom's Hummels. (laughs) I looked at them (laughs) and I I held them all, 64 of them. Maybe I would be like, "Mm, maybe I should just find a place for these. Right. But if I if someone was helping me and they were still on the shelf and we could say, let's move those guys out to somebody else who really loves them. So think about it that way. It might sound a little like, oh, really? Do I need to have a friend come over? But So would I, gloves Would gloves fix that or does that no? Does it go right no, through no, the glove? No, no, no. It, it goes right through the gloves. <laughs> it goes through the glove. Okay. It's like radioactive. <laughs> Absolutely. Somehow you're more connected to it. Okay. Well, and, you know, I think if you've, you're an impulse buyer... You know, just kind of think about before you buy something, uh, just think about if I bring this in, something has to go out. And that's what I found with Evie, too. She said, I can't buy any new clothes because I don't have room for them. Whereas before it was like there was no thought for how much room she had. So Mm. now that is part of her decision making. So she has to like it enough that she's willing to get rid of something else to bring it in. So I think that's really something important to think about. Oh, she's clearly on team organization. If she's a young girl saying, I can't buy any more clothes because I can't fit them. She (laughs) is, yeah. She is flying the organization flag for sure. Yes, keep items out of your home in the first place. And if it's not there, it's not cluttering anything up. And so in keeping with that, don't mistake wants for needs. Because once it's in your home, it's really hard to get rid of. Now, from a person who definitely doesn't need so many things I buy, but, and I just really want them, like more black transfer wear and things like that. But I I really 
am more discerning now because I have Listen, enough. <laughs> there is a protected category in my mind, and it's dishes. That's that. That's like a safe place. Uh, okay. Th- okay those so dishes everybody maybe can me. have a carve out a safe place. <laughs> Although I have given half of my dishes away, so I yes, yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. So I think part of this is what we're saying too is curation. So mm. even if you're someone like, if you, there's something that you love, like if you're a collector like me, I love dishes. I have a lot. But when I was really honest with myself, there were some that I had bought in the beginning that really not so nice, didn't really like them. They weren't as, some were super special and some were meh. Uh, the meh stuff went away to somebody who was thrilled to have them. And then I didn't need as much room for my stuff. Right. You're meh if somebody else's wow. So, I mean, it's exactly. just, it's, it's true. And somebody else's meh is your wow. I mean, clearly, a lot of the things that I think are fabulous, other people would pass right by. That's why I go to the estate sales after one o'clock. You get half price off. <laughs> you get, you get <laughs> oh, great stuff that other people pass over. You're good. And I think another thing to think about while you're um, organizing your home, and this has helped me so much, especially for someone who's feeling overwhelmed by the task is to just start at one end of your house and you just do one room at a time and you don't go on to the next room until you finish the first room. So when you finish that first room, there is a massive surge of uh, maybe oxytocin. I don't know what it is, but just some sort of a sense of accomplishment, excitement. Uh, you're patting yourself on the back all over the place. You're happy to go in the room and that joy that successful feeling then carries you on to the next room and then you can check one room off your list whereas if you're doing the whole house at the same time your house could be in turmoil for a while and it feels like a it doesn't feel like a reward it feels like a punishment because there's just even even bigger mess for a while so i definitely think you know eat that elephant one little bite at a time That's a great tip because if you do try to tackle everything at one time, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to get distracted because there are a lot of other things going on in life besides you doing your organization and counting your tape rolls, right? So you really have to take it in little, little bite-sized pieces and room by room is great. And even if there's stuff to get out of that room, like Anita, she had a pile for a while because she was going to sell some things. If you're going to have a pile for sale or give away or donation, then you maybe put that in another area that you don't have to look at it. So when you you go and look in that room, you can give yourself the big pat on the back and get that wonderful feeling that'll buoy you on to the next room. Think about this great phrase that we uh, learned from the husband of a listener a couple of years ago, catch and release. Remember that one, Anita? Yes. We love that. (laughs) Well, and I think especially with uh, trendy decor, it's only going to be in style on trend for a couple of years. So that's the kind of stuff. If you like a lot of on trend stuff for your house, don't spend a lot on it. Enjoy it. And then you release it into the wild when you're done. Right. Just because you bought it five years ago and you wanted it then doesn't mean you want it now. And don't feel bad about moving it on because nothing is forever except DTT. You know, there's just things come and go. Are you so saying we're like the roaches? Okay. We're going to be around forever? <laughs> well, I wasn't really thinking in that way, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, another tip on uh, organization as far as your closets go is to buy some pretty bins, boxes, 
and that all kind of go together and you're going to feel so rewarded every time you open that organized closet you're just going to smile because it looks so pretty so rather than buying different colors of boxes and different sizes and things that don't go together i usually go buy a bunch that that coordinate and you know this can really get pricey at certain stores and sometimes they don't have enough to do a whole closet so if you have an ikea near you that is a great place to go. It's inexpensive, and they will have a lot of bins, a lot of boxes, uh, and a lot of uh, organizational things that you can buy, and they just work so well. And I've used them in just about every closet that I have. And when you put your things, so for example, in my master closet, which is where I'm recording from, by the way, um, my uh, closet, because it's so great for the recording sound, but the... Uh, I have a lot of open shelves at the top. And when I was stacking folded clothes and sheets and things up there, it just ended up looking messy. But when I bought these boxes to put them in, it looks so much more organized. Uh, I just cannot tell you the difference it makes. And it stays looking nice. And the things don't shift and, and fall and just end up looking messy. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Now a word from our sponsor, Matterlog. We have many professional or budding designers and decorators listening to DTT. So we bring you Matterlog. That's short for Material Log. Matterlog allows you to do more for your clients in less time. They've created a simple and easy solution to automatically track your orders and are saving designers up to 40% of their time. You simply forward your order details and all of your data is pulled into an easy-to-use dashboard that is kept up to date. What a time saver. With all my clients and all the different materials and products we're ordering, trying to keep track of what's coming in and when, Matterlog has been a lifesaver. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. So when you want to free up your time on your team's time and still know where all of your orders are, Matterlog can get you there. Visit matterlog.com slash DTT today to get your first month free. That's Matterlog, M-A-T-E-R-L-O-G.com slash DTT. DTT is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know those days when you just feel like the best version of yourself? Wouldn't it be great to feel like that every day? But you know what? Sometimes life just bogs you down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way you'd want to, not as your best version of yourself. And working with a therapist can help to always be the best version of yourself. Therapy doesn't have to be just for major traumas. It can be there to help you become and stay the best version of yourself. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is such a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. So if you want to be the best version of yourself and stay that way, try therapy with BetterHelp. And for listeners of DTT, BetterHelp is offering you 10% off your first month. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash DTT. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DTT. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. And I love Anita's idea of getting pretty containers. That's going to make you feel really good. I'm just going to add one tip to that. Don't do that first. All right? First, you've got to purge, declutter, all of that. Figure out what you really need storage for because there's no sense buying things that you are for storage that you're don't, not going to need to store anymore. And that will also allow you to know what type of storage containers you need and all of that. Just going to the container store or someplace like that, that's not organizing, right? So you can't <laughs> fool yourself. Just because you bought the containers, uh, that's not it, right? You got to do the work. That's right. And I would say, yes, I mean, you're absolutely right. You want to do your purging and decluttering before you buy your containers. But I've also had problems with buying them and not having enough. So I do recommend kind of buying on the buy more that you than you think you'll need and then just return the ones that you don't end up using, which is an argument for buying locally. So it's not such a hassle to return. Ah, excellent tip and a little plug for shopping local. Really good. Create clean zones. Just say nothing can go on the dining room table. It's just a rule. You know, you have to impose it. That's my whole house. For for my family, if you're listening, which I know you're not, that's the whole house. Don't don't be messing up my house. Both those things are a fantasy. They're, they are not listening. And, I know and they're not, not going to do that. But yes, if you can create clean zones, you know, and the alternative, you could have certain places that people can maybe deposit things. They don't know where they go. I guess you could maybe do that, but start with the clean zones and see how you can do. And along those same lines, clean up as you go. I have somebody who I live with that doesn't like to do that. If she's making something, she wants to make the food or the art project or whatever's going on, and it's going to just be all happening. But my suggestion is clean as you go. It's not so overwhelming. And after you eat your nice meal or you finish your project, you're going to be less inclined to want to clean up. So if you're just doing that as you're going, it's not going to feel overwhelming and it's actually going to get done. And another tip is if you are have things to organize that don't stack nicely, that's when the bins come in. That's when the boxes come in. Uh, anything like, for example, even in the pantry, I have bags of rice and pasta. So I have a kind of a, a metal mesh uh, kind of drawer. I mean, just, I guess, basket or something that I slid in the shelf. And then I just pull that out to get something out and that kind of contains it and makes it feel much more organized where things aren't falling off of the shelf. And the same thing for a closet of mine, it had a couple of shelves, but I didn't, I had a lot of space between the lower shelf and the upper shelf. So what I did was I bought uh, on Amazon, you can buy kind of a cubby hole system where you can make it, I don't think it was like 
six squares. So you could kind of make it a tower of six squares up, six squares across, or, you know, maybe three and three. So it's kind of one of those modular systems that you can kind of assemble it the way you want. You can put something like that on your shelves and then just tuck those non-square things or non-rectangular things in those cubbies and that'll contain them quite nicely. Leads me right into my next tip, which is look for wasted space. So Anita's talking about these shelves where maybe she had shoes or she has something lower. They weren't taking up the full vertical of the shelf, so she could actually get another shelf in there. So she got these other units to slip in there. That's a great idea. So look for wasted space in your own home, whether it's in closets or just something vertical. Maybe you can put a beautiful French laundry basket up on top of a bookshelf or something like that. And then you can store extra blankets or things like that in there. So we love beautiful storage, right? And we don't think storage has to be plastic or ugly. And there's areas in your house where you probably are not using it to its best capability. So have a look around and think about little areas that you might be able to capture for some storage and then how you might make that storage really beautiful, particularly if it's out in the open. Put like things together. I had some waxes and paints in one closet and I had them in a cupboard over in another room. And it was kind of hard for me to tell, kind of like the tapes, the scotch tape. I didn't know how much I had, what I had. I kept thinking that I had a particular paint that it ended up, I ended up finding out I didn't have it. But I really couldn't assess what I had until I pulled all the things out of that one cupboard and then put everything together. And that is really, I think, also a a key piece of advice is to put like things together. Not only are they going to be easier to find, but you can keep better tabs on what you have and what you don't have. And it also just kind of felt better. It's almost like having all my little chickadees together. I just feel less stress knowing they're all in one place. Mm, Yeah, that's a great tip. Here's a couple of ways to think about it or things to think about while you're organizing. One is think about that you're shopping your house for others. I know Anita has talked about this before. She has a friend who loves to take her things and really gets a lot of joy out of them. So it might be easier to let go of things if you can think about particular people in your life who might really be able to use them or really love them and give them new life in their home. So that's a nice thing to think about. That's on my list. Because if you have someone that you really like, that you can give your things to, it doesn't feel like they're just being tossed aside. And it doesn't have that feeling of waste. It feels like this person loves it, they're going to use it. And that really is helpful, I think, in getting rid of things. So if you have someone that you think might like a lot of your discards, I think it does make it much easier moving those on out the door. Here's a fun way to help you let go of stuff. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about having you know, doing that and having someone actually there with you so you don't have to hold the item. So if you don't have someone there to hold the item for you, I read this somewhere and I just thought it was so fun. They call it the X test. So think about whether you would contact a former romantic partner or maybe a friend that you're estranged from or like a relative you haven't talked to in a long time 
ask yourself if you would contact that person to get that item back. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> so if you had to contact the boyfriend from high school or college to get that fill in the blank back, would you do it? Is the item that important? So I, I think just I would just start my life fun. over. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as clothes, think about would you buy that today? Now, I know I am a person who says, I might wear that sometime, or that might just be perfect, or maybe someday I'll get pants that will really go with that, and it'll be something that I've had for forever. And really, if I saw it in a store today, I would never buy it. So probably that means I wouldn't wear it now. So that's a thing to run through your head when you're doing your clothes closet. Would you buy it today? Well, what about the, there's probably only 20% of your clothes that you use on a regular basis. Mm. There's that thing that you're like, eh, that you just never end up wearing. And then when you finally pull it out, you realize it's stained or it looks really dated. Um, I remember having a leather jacket that I just hardly ever used. And I was going out with a friend and I thought, I think I'm going to, this was a, (laughs) this was a long time ago. It wasn't recently, but I thought, I think I'm going to pull that leather jacket out. Well, when I I pulled it out, it had been so long since I'd worn it. It had the big shoulder pads (laughs) in my (laughs) looked at me and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I guess I haven't worn this in a while. I had forgotten how how 90s it looked. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Yeah, you might kind of, some things may not quite be still right. in style that you haven't looked at in a while. Exactly. Uh, so, Anita goes out to dinner looking like a linebacker. <laughs> uh, another tip is for putting away your sheets is to fold up the top sheet and the bottom sheet and put it in and the second pillowcase and put it in the pillowcase. And that's a nice way to kind of keep them organized. You're not looking where is the top sheet that goes with this or where the pillowcases that go. That is one. So my last tip is go check out Marie Kondo. We'll link in the show notes to how she folds things in the drawer so that you can see everything. It's kind of hard to describe, so I'll just link to it. And I think that's going to be our final tip today. And, you know, I think to keep in mind when all, with all of this and these great things to think about and, and the quest for having less stress and more peace in your life and more time is that it's not going to happen overnight. So, you know, don't put that pressure on yourself. This might be something that's going to take a couple of months. It might take a year because particularly if you have to change the way you've been operating in your home, and then you have to change the way other people have been operating in your home, change is hard. So don't be hard on yourself if it takes a while. And I love Anita's tip to take each room onto itself and organize that room. Maybe just that one room, you could go look at it. <laughs> you feel really good and get some peace Just and know that you can do all the other rooms in your house and make them just as organized and beautiful and derive just as much peace and joy from them. Are you ready for our DTT defines? Yes. Today, we're going to define tunnel tab top curtains. And boy, that is hard to say. So, you know, a tab top curtain, that's the kind that has the straps of fabric on the top uh, that hang over the rod and you can kind of see the rod through the tabs. Then there's the rod pocket where you kind of sew a sleeve at the top of your curtain and the rod, the curtain rod goes through there and you really can't see the curtain rod within the curtain. So this third thing 
is the tunnel tab top curtains. So the way these work is it is solid on the front, but there are tabs, but they are only on the back. So that when you kind of push them together, it it almost looks like pleated curtains, but it's a much less expensive way to get these. I just bought some from Anthropology. And they look really pretty. I thought it was a very nice way to do the curtains. I have not had these before, uh, but I really do like the look of them. Oh, that's so good to know. So it has sort of a rod pocket and the tabs on the back? Well, no, it just has the tabs, but they're on the back. Just the tabs. Okay. Oh, great. But it's just like, so the tab is just behind it rather than on top of it. Yeah, because I'm not a big fan of the tab top when you see that hanging. So Mm -mm. I think that that is a much neater look. And I love the idea that you're getting that pleated look. Mm-hmm. Good one. That's very practical and good to know when when you're looking at the descriptions of draperies, especially if you're ordering online, that's a really good definition to understand before you're making purchases. Loving my crush. I would suggest to everyone who listens to DTT, you would probably love it as well. It's Heritage Style by Selena Lake. Just love her name. Anyway, she sounds like she's like, you know, some heroine, doesn't she? Selena Lake is an awesome name. The book is great. It's, I would say, kind of collected style, but definitely very English country style. She's calling it heritage style. You're going to love it. Uh, Great tips throughout. I actually feel like she probably does listen to DTT because she has a lot of the same thoughts we have on decorating. So definitely a kindred spirit in that way and really lovely, cozy, beautiful photos to go along with it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I have got to check this out. My crush is a Pendleton throw blanket. And I bought two of these to go on my chairs at the farm. It's the Pendleton Rancho Arroyo Shale Organic Cotton Throw. (laughs) Well, that's a mouthful, but it's a 70 by 60 organic cotton. I cannot tell you how soft these are. They are so soft. They feel so much better than even sitting on the chair, which is also cotton. But these just are incredibly soft. The pattern is woven, so it's on the top and the bottom. Just beautiful. This is a soft baby blue with a a soft brown. Really pretty, but they have so many other blankets and throws that are very nice. I got a great deal on it because I got it at Overstock. You were talking about that during our consult the other day. Yes, yes. With Chris. Yeah. And so I went to check it out. They're beautiful. I love these. So uh, so go check them out. Um, there might be, there's lots of different colors. So hopefully you'll find something that might work in your home. And thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.